0: Coming up, a family affair. Wow, what an emotional night. Coming up on this night, a Champions Post show. No, baby, that's for somebody else. We're just going to keep you right where you're at right now. what you The Wrestling Realm presents Break It Down with Brian H. Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this edition of Break It Down with Brian H. I'm your host, Brian H. Waters. This show, of course, is brought to you by the wrestling realm. Before we get started, let me let you know where you can find the show. Just simply right there, if you look on the bottom of your ticker, you can like us on Facebook. Just search the wrestling realm. Also, subscribe on our YouTube channel right here. Click the subscribe button down below. Also, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Pandora Podcasts. We are there, folks. What a night. WWE Night of Champions. It ended in a way. So. Let's just admit it, right? Going in, everybody knew J- there's no way Jay Uso is gonna win the championship. <coughs> um, excuse me, there's that one sneeze I have every show. Everybody knew Jay Uso was not winning the championship, but we was interested in to see the story that was being told. We wanted to see, okay, what's gonna happen? How is this gonna happen? So, you go back to the way this match came about, right? Paul Heyman did a favor. Big E gets hurt. So he says, hey, you know, put Jay Uso in the Fatal 4-Way match. He gets an opportunity. That's in front of Curtis. So let's look at it from the some superior wrestling intellect. WWE had to keep Jay Uso relevant. He's still there. Jimmy Uso's hurt. So he could have been just another guy in catering, doing some matches. We, You know, just regular matches. Or we want to get Roman over as a heel. How do you get Roman over to heel? You put a, a personal storyline. Everybody loves Jey Uso. Everybody knows their cousins. Been there, blood, you know, the bloodline. So, it's one thing people hate is when that one person gets so big-headed in any family. When that one person feels like they're too good for the family. They feel like they're not as cool no more. And that's what Roman was doing. He was going back. JU so sitting up there, you know we're gonna do this, we're gonna do that. You said, and Roman just kind of looking like, uh huh, okay. And we saw this build over the weeks. I like the fact that they didn't have any physical contact until last Friday when Roman blindsided him. But I like the fact when he even said the look. He said, "Come on, who's the look? How was I supposed to know?" You go back to when. They first came in, the shield, that is. And Roman Reigns was there. You know, they kind of mentioned it, but they tried to stay away from it. I know even former WWE writer Kevin X said that he wanted to pitch a storyline where Roman was kind of like the black sheep of the family. Uh, I believe it was something like, yeah, Roman's like the black sheep who got away, and they didn't want to do it. He said, Roman has showed me pictures of them together as kids. Well, we see that playing now. And if you watch Jey Uso's WWE Chronicle, it was a great, one uh, phenomenal job by the WWE and a great time for them to do this. Because what they did was they sat there, brought this story on around the time when WWE, um, you know, they brought this on during that storyline. So. You watching it, and it's his whole story leading up to this match. You're finding out that he's the, which one are you? You know, which twin? So, it's kind of like, no matter how hard he worked, no matter what, he was always in the shadow. You know, Roman is a few months older than the Usos. So, you have Jimmy, who's always kind of relevant because he, not saying he, the reason why he stands out is because he's married to Naomi. So, people know him because, like, okay, well, he's married to, another WWE superstar. So when they're on Total Divas, it makes sense for him to be on there. So people know Jimmy Uso, but he was kind of like that forgotten one, you know, and like he said, he's always been, which one are you? Which twin are you? And, you know, unfortunately, Jimmy was the one that did get in a lot of trouble. So you also looking at it like, all right, well, you know, but then, then, you know, you looking at it like, well, he's getting an opportunity. Then you have Roman Reigns, who is clearly, you know, um, blue chipper. He's everything that, you know, the prototypical Vince McMahon superstar. He's got Hollywood written all over him. The second coming out of Rock, dare say. But the thing I liked about this was the head of the table, the tribal chief. And throughout the match, he kept saying, I'm the tribal chief. And even when. It seemed like it was going to be Roman dominating. Jimmy started getting some momentum. And when he started getting that momentum, and when he started and, you know, looking like he was going to beat him, Roman hit him with a low blow. And when he hit that low blow, man, it was like really, and, and, and I even said it was a shot that you the way he was selling it, that it was so hard that... For, for the women out there, you get hit below the belt so hard that it goes up to your stomach. And it was like one of those shots. And that would be the turning point of a match. And you saw the constant taunting of Roman. And and if you go back to WWE Chronicles, you will see Jimmy Uso talking to Jay. On, I mean, Jay talking to Jimmy on the phone and Jimmy telling him, look, it's all you. This is you. This is your opportunity. Who would have thought years ago when they were... In their teenage years, that they would have been main eventing, Uh, pay per view. The Usos, if they are, let's just say they all won the wrestle. It was kind of probably understood the Usos were going to be a tag team. I mean, after all the family legacy. You look at the Wild Samoans. You look at the Head Shrinkers. Their dad was a member of the Head Shrinkers, even though he had a singles career. You you got these two twins. You like, boy, they gonna be singles. I mean, tag team, Roman. Even though you know, I think the goal was footballs. Like, All right, he'll probably be a, you know, a single star. So who would have ever thought we would have got this match? And it's almost like a blessing in disguise. You have the virus. You got Roman trying to get over. It wouldn't have made sense. Everybody didn't want Big E in the match. You know, the fans didn't want Big E. But then you know, I guess WWE said, "Hey, Biggie, you know we deserve a break. We'll bring you back, and when you come back, you're going to be prime to go after that singles run." but you wanted to get Roman established as a heel. What better way to do it than doing this right here? And as it got towards the end, I know it was like emotional watching. As you saw Jimmy, it was come out there begging Roman to stop and he wouldn't give up. And that's the thing. Big brother comes to save little brother for himself. And one of the key things, if you watch watched the documentary, he said, we're nine minutes apart, but we might as well be nine years apart because of the way Jimmy Uso treats him, or, you know, John and, and Jay. So as he kept going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, I'm like, oh, man, this is great. And Roman wasn't letting up. And, you know, at one point he didn't acknowledge. He said, hey, I love you. He would never say, you know, he was saying, hey, like, I love him. And the story is, if he's willing, in this state of mind, to do this to somebody he's loved. Even Paul Heyman was like, come on, man, you're my tribal chief. He said, no, I want him to say it. Then he looked at the referee and said, you know what? You stay out of this. This is a family fan. I've been whipping his tail for all these years. Look at everything. The way this played out, man, I'm going to watch this match again. This was one of those matches. It it was kind of like a Brock Lesnar-esque match when Lesnar was going against AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan, and Finn Balor, where you knew they wasn't going to win. But then they put on, you know, performances that made you think maybe they could slay the beast. Just maybe. But in the end, Lesnar will win. That's what this looked like up until, obviously, those last few minutes. But um, phenomenal match, phenomenal story. I cannot wait until friday night to see what happens between these two tag uh these two and to see what's next for roman obviously we have hell in the cell i really don't want to see a rematch i don't need to see these two in the cell yeah we've seen what the usos have done in the cell with the new day but i just don't think we need to see this i think you know either put roman in there with somebody else or quite frankly roman really doesn't need a hell in the cell match and i think you say the hell in the cell maybe for i mean obviously probably have two or three matches definitely drew but we don't need a hell in the cell match. Um, if this wasn't your match of the night though, if this wasn't your match of the night, I would have to say it was it was the tag team. I mean, the um, Intercontinental Championship match. I guess we could say undisputed Intercontinental Championship match. A triple threat match, Sami Zayn, Jeff Hardy, and AJ Styles. Three guys who are just walking five-star matches. On their worst day, they can put on a five-star match. And we saw Jay, I mean, I'm so excited. We saw Sami Zayn getting it done, handcuffing, or I should say ear cuffing, jeff hardy to the ladder and it's like another time where they've been using those big earlobes that jeff hardy has we saw randy orton doing some sadistic things and we saw the the cuffs through it and then we saw him handcuff aj styles to the ladder as he was trying to climb up he cuffed him and i'm like oh my god so he cuffed Jay, uh jeff hardy's ears to the ladder, and then AJ Styles' wrist to the ladder, and then put the key in his mouth, climb the ladder to retrieve both belts, Sami Zayn is your undisputed intercontinental champion, I think this is great, Um, you know, I think it was probably meant for him to have a good run, so now he's probably getting to have that run he was supposed to have, so uh I, I want to see what happens next, Do, does he get back in the fold with Cesaro and Shinsuke, that's another thing, they're, you know, the champions, so does he get... In the fold with them. Um, what else we had? Uh, man, it was such a such an incredible night. Um, but you know, matter of fact, oh yeah, the WWE Universal Championship. Let's go there. Randy Orton, Drew McIntyre, another one. Um, and and I love these shorter pay per views. The pandemic obviously is the reason, but one, I'm recording this at 10:21. It's 11 or 12:21. But two. You can have your championship matches back to back. So you had this match to come on right before the WWE uh, Universal Championship match. And it was great storytelling here. As you saw, everybody whom Randy Orton had beat up in his route to Drew McIntyre, it came back at home. We saw a Big Show, we saw Christian, we saw uh, Shawn Michaels, and in the end, it was Ric Flair driving the ambulance. It was a part of the time where I thought I thought Randy Orton may win this match. But then as I saw Shawn Michaels come out there, I said, yeah, he's probably going to lose. I wouldn't have been mad if Orton had became champion. Um, It would have been, you know, probably would have been cool to see. But in the end, it does make sense for Randy Orton. I mean, Drew McIntyre to remain champion, who's been doing a phenomenal job, by the way. It's usually so you look at the history of wrestling. Generally, somebody wins the championship at WrestleMania, especially if that's their first time, they usually lose it by SummerSlam or maybe a little bit before. Uh, in Stone Cold Steve Austin's case, he lost it at King of the Ring, got it right back, but officially lost it at Breakdown, right, in September. But he was so hot, so it was kind of like one of those things is, we'll take the title off of you because we're going to put it back on you, but we're going to build a star in a rock, and that's going to be your opponent. So you look at that, and... You look at where, what happened with, you know, like I said, with Austin. Um, you look at Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins got hurt. He was another one who held it all the way through until, I think it was October when he got hurt. Maybe it was closer to November. But, McIntyre has not boarded me yet. Last year, Kofi Kingston held the title until October. And I think what made everybody on edge with his reign, which made it believable and good was because at any point in time, you felt he could lose. McIntyre, you don't feel that way, but which makes it even better that he's doing such a good job because even though there's points at times where he's like, okay, he's going to win. He still found a way to make it interesting, literally carrying the company on his back. But no, make no mistake about it with Roman Reigns getting back. I mean, Roman's here, McIntyre's here as far as star power. So, it only makes sense, but the uh, big shout out to Drew McIntyre and, you know, holding on to the championship. I want to see where, what happens him hell in the cell. Will it be Keith Lee? I, I, uh, you know, could it be a triple threat match for the WWE championship? Only time will talk, maybe, then Retribution. They're still hanging around. So, a lot of things, uh, we have less than, well, we got about a month away, so that's a good thing. It's the weekend before Halloween, so that's kind of like, to me, I wish WWE would have used Halloween Havoc. And no, I'm not a big Halloween fan, but I always like the Halloween Havoc theme pay-per-view. But folks, I'm going to go ahead and take uh, a break. For those you may know, some of you may not know, I have produced a documentary on my good friend, Blake Thomas. He's been on a couple of episodes of it Down with Brian H. Blake is a professional wrestling backstage producer, photographer. Uh, he's uh, also used to uh, write music. You may know of the group Blackout, Ruckus, Robbie Moreno, Black G's. At one point, um, I think, yeah, Eddie Kingston and um, Joker, all in one in the group. Chrissy Rivera. I definitely got to include Chrissy. So he wrote their theme song. Um, he So he's done a lot in the business. A um, big credit for him. a lot of my backstage experience goes to Blake. Well, here's a clip. This is available now on the B Waters Productions YouTube channel. You can go check it out. But here's a clip, and I, I'll be right back after this.
1: Coming in, not just as a fan, but... A student of the game, I always listen. So I'm listening and I'm reading what the fans like, what they didn't like. And I'm always reviewing a lot of different things. And what can we have made different? What if we do this this month? And what if we do that that month? So when it was time for me to step up and we make a booking team and everything comes together, I felt like I had what it takes to take this to the levels that we've all wanted. And as a team, we did that together at the the time that we had RCW. We got to do and accomplish a lot of things that uh, you don't really see. um, And we did it in a good amount of time. I mean, it was such a great run and it helped me prepare for the next several years of my life backstage in wrestling. And, Kroger fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
0: And I'm back ladies and gentlemen. So, make sure you check out that docu-series brought to you by B Waters Productions and uh, combined with Blake Thomas Bliss photography. Um, you know, like I said, Blake the executive producer, I'm the producer, and um just the phenomenal, I mean, featuring some of your favorites. You I mean, we're talking um Mia Yim, Mercedes Martinez, Lever Bates, Ruckus, uh, Isaiah Swerve, Scott, Kiara Hogan, Faye Jackson. So many people have came together to help us tell the story of Blake Thomas and the phenomenal work he has done behind the scenes of professional wrestling. So make sure you check that out. Let's talk women's wrestling. Sasha, Bailey, man, they they're back. So I and mean, before we get there, we got to talk about Oscar. And Zelina Vega Oscar victorious what did we expect right we knew she was going to win that match however however the thing that shocked everybody uh, well I ain't going to say shocked everybody but instead of I guess Zelina Vega just going on about her way she would then give her a little um, you know a kick a kick to the face after she like bowed um, she would attack her I mean she, she attacked her and that makes you wonder, are they leaving this door open? Me, personally, I'm ready for a Bianca Belair program with Oscar, but for some reason, they don't know what to do with her. I I, I don't get it, but, um, yeah, so... Uh, but Oscar would not. That would not be it. Um, so Nikki Cross was unable to perform tonight. Not getting into the rumors. We also know the tag team, uh, women's tag team champions were unable to perform. Uh, they said they didn't pass the medical tests and Shane and Nia Jack said that's false. But who knows? We know Nia loves Twitter. But um, Nikki, uh, so uh, Oscar needed an opponent. I mean, Bailey needed an opponent, and there was Oscar. You. Kind of like you can always go back to this, especially without hurting any parties. Obviously, it was a double disqualification or a double count out, but or somebody got disqualified. (laughs) But Bailey still holding her title. Um, And then Sasha returned, and I did not like this at all. I don't like Sasha Banks coming back right now. I don't think it makes sense for her to come back. She is hurt. So if she's hurt, why not? She was attacked brutally. She she came out said her piece. She got attacked again. I think she should be off TV for a while. That way when the return happens, it's gonna be special. Now I'm obviously not a booker, so I wanna see what's going to happen. What's gonna happen when she does come back? But it does make you wonder, hell in the cell, who who where do where do they go with Bailey? you know uh, and where do they go with Oscar? especially I just don't see a rematch like I said I want to see her and Bianca Belair um speaking of Bianca Belair her husband Montez Ford and his partner Angelo Dawkins the Street Profits were victorious tonight very controversial ending as the as Angel Gar, um, Angel Garza has looked to have hurt his quad according to the internet um, but because of that, it looked like that's the reason why the referee, Drake Younger, went ahead with the pin. Uh, one, two, three, even though Andrade's shoulder was up, I you know it looked like the ref just said, let's go home, get the match over. He's hurt. We're going to have to change the finish. So um, best wishes to Angel Garza. Hopefully it's not a quad injury, but maybe we all know in the wrestling world the quad injury is, syn- is synonymous with the game, Triple H, uh, June uh, was it May two thousand one when he heard his quad. I remember I was in ninth grade and it was a an incredible match with him and Stone Cold Steve Austin defending their tag team championships against. Uh, Chris Benoit and Chris Jericho. And I remember I didn't see the match live, didn't have cable yet, but my friend Marquis came at the school's like, Man, this match was so good, you didn't know who was going to win. But Triple H tours quad finished the match. We all know the story. He would return at WrestleMania 18, defeating Chris Jericho to become the undisputed championship. Champion. So we'll, we shall see uh, the Hurt Business continues to roll as Bobby Lashley was victorious tonight over Apollo Crews. So, um, but ladies and gentlemen, that will do it for the special WWE Clash of the Champions post show. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. Matter of fact, let me go ahead and put that on your screen where you can see where you can find us. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher. Um You know, actually, let me put this one up, too, because we're also on Anchor, iHeartRadio. We are there. Subscribe, follow, like. Just just do it. We're on all social media platforms. So make sure you connect with us and make sure you tune in. I have another project that I might be working on pretty soon, folks. So until the next time, folks, I'm Brian H. Waters this is break it down with brian h so long everybody thank you this episode with brian h hit the subscribe button and turn on the bell so you get notified every time the wrestling realm posts new content